Welcome to the Startup Conviction Podcast, where I interview early stage founders about their startup's value proposition and the strength of their conviction. I'm your host, Darian Parrish, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, we have Dan, the co-founder of Versa. Dan, thank you so much for joining. Could you tell the listeners what Versa is and why you decided to start the company? Sure, thank you for having me. So Versa is an online local marketplace to, to discover and book services from freelance creative and beauty professionals. Uh, so that could be someone like a videographer, photographer, makeup artist, anyone like that who has a kind of specialized service. Um, and the reason we started is actually because we wanted to start a podcast ourselves, um, and but we couldn't find uh, a local audio engineer. And we thought, you know, where do you even go to find someone like that? Uh, we didn't think we could find it on Fiverr or anything like that. We searched Instagram. We had a tough time finding that person. Um, and so we realized, you know, maybe we can build a company behind this where we uh, create a marketplace, discover and book people with services like this. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how uh, we started. We kind of wanted to solve our own problem. And since then, we've been kind of focusing on different verticals. And one we've kind of narrowed in on is photographers. Great. I, I noticed that from going to your website, the first thing you know it mentions to me is, is about finding a photographer. Uh, specifically in uh, Philadelphia. So are you uh, focusing on one city to start with and then expanding you know, across the United States? Do you have other countries in the works? Uh, what's what's next for you? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, our biggest constraint is, you know, we're a local marketplace, right? Um, so, you know, we are in Philadelphia and, you know, we think there's a lot of great talent here. So the whole thing we're trying to do now is pretty much, uh, you know, hone in on Philadelphia, finding local photographers and everything like that, um, and then kind of scale outwards. Um, you know, it's kind of hard as a startup to kind of focus on too many verticals and too many cities at once. So we kind of wanted to hone in on one vertical and then expand into different verticals and cities. Yeah, I think that's very smart not to take on, you know, bite off more than you can chew as a startup. Uh, and I think, you know, you got to have the learning process of, you know, what worked well and what didn't work. How do you think about iterating and what is your team doing to collect feedback and making sure the user experience is, is great? It's a great question. So, you know, as a marketplace, you kind of have two sides and two different users, right? You have the buyers and sellers. Um, so very early on, we kind of focus in on the supply side and we ask them, you know, just from one-on-one -on -one interviews, you know, what current tools you use and what don't you like, what do you like? And it turns out a lot of people just use Instagram for pretty much everything from, selling to marketing to getting payments stuff like that or trying to facilitate payments um, and so with that feedback we realized there's a lot more opportunity in having uh, tools for sellers so we, want, we wanted sellers to have the tools to be able to uh, collect payments on time also have an availability calendar where you know instead of going back and forth with the uh, potential buyer the buyer can simply book the time that works for them see their prices um, and then you know kind of get started so that was the main thing uh, that we iterated on um, early on on the supply side and now we're kind of working on the demand side you know what does a consumer want uh, when they try to find a local you know service professional uh, what are they you know interested in filtering by things like that so we're working on just trying to make sure that the demand side is also um, up to par with what we're building on the supply side if that makes sense yeah i talked to a lot of folks that are building up marketplaces and it, it's always the case of balancing supply and demand because uh, if you have too much of either you know there someone's not happy and so i think you know it's hard to get right and uh, sometimes you have to start with one and then focus on the other so let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about the demand side because you did say that this was a problem you saw 
and uh, the incumbent, one of the incumbents you mentioned is Fiverr. And I think the challenge there might be content curation or finding the right person. Cause I, I would, I would guess that they do have some of these folks um, uh, providing services on Fiverr that overlap with yours, but maybe they are difficult to find. Uh, could you talk a little more to that and how you think about this being, you know, your niche that you really want to own as your identity? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Fiverr, I think they are, they, they serve as a great blueprint for what's possible, but at, this, you know, at the end of the day, they still do digital services, right? You probably could find a photographer on there. I think they have kind of explored that route a little bit, but we're definitely very focused on local first. Um, and so what we're trying to do is make sure that um, anyone can find the demand side, can find someone local to them. Because, um, you know, a lot of things like, you know, imagine you're getting a, a professional headshot. Uh, you probably want to see the person um, you know, kind of get a feel for them before you jump in front of a camera and things like that. So um, there's a lot of work we need to do, I think, in terms of discovery. Um, and I've noticed just from, you know, doing some research from every, everyone from Fiverr to uh, Thumbtack, any services marketplace, really, um, they invest a lot in SEO and content building as well. Um, so on the demand side, we're pretty much just trying to, you know, build content that people actually enjoy, answers people's questions, you know, where can I find uh a great headshot photographer, how much does that cost? Things like that. So um, that's kind of what we're trying to focus in on on the demand side now. Great. And as you think about, you know, growing the business, your vision for the future, uh, do, you, do you perceive this as something that expands beyond the creative services? Or do you think that's the the identity you want to own for, for the longer term? Um, yeah, I, I think I do. Yeah, I, uh, I can see this being applicable to a number of uh, different verticals outside of, you know, the scope of creative and beauty, um, because at the end of the day, you know, finding a service provider for almost anything right now, we either use Thumbtag, sometimes Craigslist, um, and Instagram even still, and, and word of mouth, of course. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in services. Um, I've heard that services is actually a bigger part of GDP than uh, goods, which kind of surprised me. You know, there's no real great marketplace in this sector that really delivers on both of the buyer and seller side. Um, so yeah, I kind of do have aspirations to scale beyond um, this niche, but um, I think the thing I love about this niche is that they're very independent. Um, they utilize uh, marketing like Instagram and YouTube a lot. They're very fun to work with and you know they're great at uh, marketing themselves. So I, th I thought that was another great thing about this niche that maybe will allow us to kind of you know utilize that to grow into different verticals. Yeah, and one of the things I like so much about Versa is that you're helping uh, small businesses or solopreneurs uh, reach their reach their customers. So uh, I think that's important. And as you mentioned, services, especially in the U.S., is, is a larger portion of goods. There, this is traditionally the case with uh, developed uh, nations that their services are a bigger part of the, the economy or GDP than goods. Uh, and as we have more emerging markets, um, you know, pushing up to uh, think about services and in a growing services sector. Do you think that you will expand beyond the U.S. and in what kind of time frame are you looking at? I think so. I mean, yeah, I definitely have global ambitions to take this beyond uh, the U.S. Um, I've seen you know, great, great uh, photographers, videographers from all over the world on Instagram, and you know they probably have the same exact problems that people in America do. So, um, yeah, I definitely have the ambition of growing. Uh, versus outside of the U.S. I think we're probably, if I'm, you know, being quite honest, maybe three to five years away from that, um, just because, you know, we need, we have a lot of work to do in terms of getting us 
uh, to different cities and trying to make sure our model works outside of Philadelphia too. So um, yeah, I think I definitely want to uh, scale beyond the U.S. Yeah, great. It's I, th I think there's there's always the long term view and then the short term. What's you know really like what is next in the series? And so let's talk about that. You, do you know what your next city will be? And if not, or even if you do. What were the considerations in either data collection or understanding um, the similarities to Philadelphia? Uh, what, what's going behind that decision? A few things, actually. And yeah, this is something we've been mulling for a while. Um, you know, I've had people talk to me about kind of doing a bottoms up approach where instead of going after a big city like, you know, New York or LA, where there's a ton of creatives, maybe we can focus in on smaller cities like maybe, uh, I don't know, Columbus, Ohio, or something like that, where uh, we can still develop talent. Um, and kind of have a bigger approach before we go into a big city where, you know, New York, LA, they're probably expecting a higher level of quality in the marketplace. And um, that's something that was really interesting to me. Um, and, you know, to be completely frank, which is something we're still trying to figure out, like Philadelphia, I think is a great uh, testing ground, but the next city, um, you know, I was hoping New York, but uh, I think I, I would love to be a little bit more refined before we head into New York. So, um, Right now, we still do service though the uh, kind of like the metro and tripod or tri-state area in Philadelphia. So even like Delaware and New Jersey are uh, on our on our roadmap. So um, yeah, I think we're going to try to hone in on Philadelphia and the surrounding areas, and then aim for New York and see if we can really make a splash there. Yeah, that's great. And one of the things you mentioned, a thread I want to pull on, is that. Sometimes it sometimes it's great to have go into a smaller market and then get almost a cult-like following where you, you have real loyal uh, user base, you know, customers that are extremely satisfied um, as a startup because then they can go to bat for you as, as you start to compete in the larger cities against the incumbents. Uh, you can leverage the, the, you know, customer, either it's high net promoter score or it's, you know, customer reviews. Um, you can sort of leverage that as um, why you're a better alternative solution to the incumbents. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what, what are the metrics you're collecting now from satisfied users? Is it um, you know, customer uh, satisfaction surveys? Is it reviews on the site? How are you thinking about that? Yeah, it's definitely a mixed bag of uh, things. Um, right now, we've actually been trying to get more testimonials from uh, the bookings that we've had. And you know, a couple of people have already um, stated that you know, something like this is definitely needed. Uh, there's nothing really out there in the marketplace like this um, that has you know, all the tools for booking and things like that. So testimony is definitely one thing and reviews are going to be big too as well. Uh, we want, you know, obviously all of our buyers to review whatever service they had. Um, and that, you know, that would also help our sellers as well, having more reviews, building that social proof as well. Um, but in terms of metrics, yeah, I think uh, one thing we actually lean in, lean in a lot is um, how much money we can actually bring a seller, right? Um, what is that seller getting from Versa? Um, so if we can show uh, sellers that, hey, you know, this platform is a way for you to generate a lot of income, um, keep a lo loyal clientele. Um, I think that's something that will spread pretty fast. And, you know, um, I think getting buyers um, will come with getting sellers. So, um, and, you know, vice versa. So, um, yeah, it's kind of the main thing I've been trying to focus on, you know, how much money can we bring to sellers early on so that they tell their friends and, um, you know, get a real, get real value from our platform. Yeah, I mean, getting word of mouth spread is is really just a, a function of of how great like how great the product is uh, perceived right. by your users, and so I think uh, it sounds like a sound strategy. Maybe you can tell us uh, what gave you the conviction to start 
this company and you know knowing that the marketplace space is is pretty hot and you know like you mentioned there's still an opportunity here especially in services but others will encroach quickly you know what 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 gave you the confidence that you can stay out ahead of that and succeed a few things honestly and you know it's definitely confidence is one of those things that you know it ebbs and ebbs and flows but um, one thing that just kept being uh, reiterated by our sellers is that you know we're using Instagram right now and this isn't like this was never built for uh, commerce so we wanted to take that and say okay well if our sellers are continuously telling us um, that you know their main channel of business is coming through Instagram and they're having these problems there's really a opportunity here um, and that's kind of one thing that helped me explore more into the market and so when I kind of looked into what's actually going on I come to realize um, and you know Upwork and Fiverr have done great jobs in collecting research data, but that showed um, that more people are freelancing than ever. Um, I'm not sure if that's accelerated now due to you know COVID and many people who lost their jobs last year, but it seems like people are just going through a renaissance where they want to do things that they actually enjoy to do, enjoy doing. Like a photographer most likely loves doing photography. Instead of getting a nine to five, maybe they want to try to strike out on their own. Um, so it's kind of a mix of uh, what's kind of what's kind of happening in the market where uh, people are you know becoming more independent, becoming freelancers, and there's also this convergence of technology also uh, like amplifying people getting paid. You know, Stripe has been big there in allowing people and marketplaces to facilitate payments in many different ways. So I feel like there's just a lot of things happening at once uh, between technology, consumer behavior, and also just uh, sentiment from the, uh, the, the the supply. So I kind of I'm kind of banking on all those uh, things coming into uh, coming together. Great. Well, I think uh, the convergence and timing sounds like it is right. And I think that's a big part of success uh, is, is a little bit of luck, a little bit of timing and, and a lot of hard work. So uh, wishing you the best with Versa. Dan, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much, Darren.